Welcome. Are we going? Yeah. To conversation in comfy pants. I'm Clara. We back. I'm Alex. Sorry, I was just really excited to say we back. She's back. I'm Clara. Hi. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, turns out we both got super sick uh, after the second COVID shot, and we just couldn't do it last couldn't week. Couldn't do it. So we so, didn't. Yeah. I got my second COVID shot on Wednesday. Yeah. And we record on Thursdays. We record Thursdays. So if you if you don't know, now you know. And I just couldn't just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. It was tough. I worked in the morning and then took half day off and went to bed at like noon. Yeah. Like was not hungry. No. Did not eat. Went to bed at noon. Woke up at six. A.M. P.M. Oh, okay. Was up for a little bit, toddled around, <laughs> and then went to bed at nine thirty. Good. <laughs> and slept until eight o'clock in the yeah. morning the following yeah. morning. So it was a bit rough. So, so take the day next day off. Yes. <clears throat> or schedule it for a Friday if you can. Yeah. Out if you there. don't have a lot of PTO. Yeah. Schedule it for a Friday for your second shot. First shot's okay. First shot. I mean, my arm hurt quite Did a bit. Did you? But. Okay. If you hate needles, don't listen to this part. Oh. <laughs> Did, when when you got the second shot. Yeah. Because you got Moderns. Yeah. And Moderns. I got the Fies. Yeah. I felt the vaccine going into my Oh, arm. really? Like it sting? Like, I f- it felt like it was an octopus. Yeah. I've had that feeling before, but I did not. It was Weird. I did I not never had that feeling before. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, like what's happening? <laughs> Is there an octopus? <laughs> the toxins are going, <laughs> they're going in and they're spreading. Mm. T-cells are designer. <laughs> That's true. Mine make the poverty. Of course numb. mine didn't. <laughs> they're super lazy. I am here to save the day. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> well... So okay, that's where we were. Yeah, that's where we were. And this week, for a first time in conversation and comfy pants history, I am wearing mm. comfy shorts. Well, yeah, one of us is not wearing pants. <laughs> not sure <laughs> if I need to leave. We'll have to draw up a contract. It'll be a Wait, whole thing. It's going to be an amendment. <laughs> but I'm very hot. Where's Alexander Hamilton when we need it? <laughs> no. Lin-Manuel. <laughs> Lin-Manuel, what do you think? We need an amendment written... Uh, it's a cute ensemble. Thanks. It's matching top and bottom. Super cute. Thanks. It's I mentioned pants, I have though. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got mine from Target. So. Targ. Target. Yep. So I guess let's just during the summer we might have to. I mean, this is this is our first comfy pants summer. Yeah. So <sighs> I'm gonna have to get air conditioning <laughs> so we can wear comfy pants. <laughs> No, we can uh, we can wear short. We can wear whatever we want. Yeah, I guess we just don't have to tell. Yeah, nobody needs to know. Yeah, but okay. we probably will. But we probably will. I confessed immediately. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm not wearing comfy pants. I'm sorry. They are comfy though. They're very comfy. And again, up to there. <laughs> just like I like them. High waisted. We're all about high yeah. waist, especially when I'm sitting down. 
Oh, it's so comfortable. I just like to pull it right up. Just <laughs> <laughs> right on up there. I think it has to go between two folds. It's good. <laughs> Yeah. For maximum comfort. For maximum comfort. Right above the hips. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, let's see. What do we got? We have two weeks worth of stuff. I know, and I have something that I, I well, I didn't write it down, but I remember That's that I had fine, to fine, then. It. Okay, tell me. So, we were talking. Oh, yeah, we do a lot. We do that a lot. <laughs> and we were talking about, specifically, Ooh. the Disaster Girl meme. The little girl is standing oh, yeah, in front yeah, of the yeah. house, With like the, she's smirking. She's like, there's a house fully ablaze behind fully her. Ablaze. You guys know the one. And her hair is a little messy, and she's super cute little girl. Yeah. Um, kind of smirking. Yeah. So her name's Zoe. Oh. Found out her real name. Yeah. Zoe. She's 21 years old. Oh no, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she sold the original picture. Yeah. That her dad took of her. Uh huh. Was your dad a firefighter? No. Oh. It was it was actually her house that was on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> my dad It was her house that was on fire. My dad is a firefighter and I have photos almost exactly like that, but we were going to like their training fires. Oh yeah. Just to like hang out. It's not like bring so, your kid to a blazing and I might have had a weird childhood, but because uh, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Okay, so no, it was her her, her actual it was her house. house. And her dad took a picture of her. <laughs> LOL, scarred for life. LOL, house of fire. LOL, all our possessions. <laughs> the OG fire festival. Oh, no. Take that, Ja Rule. But it, it went better than the... Um, but so one. she sold the original um, picture mm-hmm. for half a million dollars as a non-fungible token. I have no or an idea. NFT. Okay. So, uh, it's fungible. That's a made up word. Yeah, I don't think that's a word, but it's it is a thing where it's like digital art. Okay. Is, um, I don't understand it, but it's like digital art, and you'll be like the only person that really like owns this mm. piece of digital art. Is that what all memes people do? No. Mimes? What do you call a person in a meme? <laughs> no. No, not again. I'm in a box. <laughs> Help. Help. I'm trapped. I'm trapped in a box. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I don't understand the okay. world of non-fungible tokens or NFTs. And it also somehow relates to Bitcoin, too. So Ugh. that whole thing just... I also can, don't understand Bitcoin. Well, the dark it, web involved by any chance, I because know. I also don't understand that. <laughs> List of things we don't understand. <laughs> yeah. The word fungible. Fungible, first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> and the dark fun, web. Uh, and tangible? Is it a mushroom? <laughs> Is it a mushroom? Is it a mushroom, first Can off. I put it on a salad? Can I eat it? <laughs> Sounds like she's got a lot of salads to be had. So, yeah. So, if so that, she, sold she got it for a half a million dollars. Half a million half a made mil. up coins. Made up coins that she's going to use. So, it's worthless. <laughs> to, well, she's going to use it to pay off her student debt. That's sad. Right? That's really sad that that's how much student debt is. Yeah, and, she, and I was reading the article because there's an article in the New York Times, and she was like, This has haunted me <laughs> my sure. entire life. Because she was like six when that picture was yeah. taken. So it's like her entire life, she has seen herself as 
the disaster girl. So uh, get your money. Get disaster your money. Girl. Yeah. Zoe. Sorry about your house. Sorry about your house <laughs> and your childhood memories. Yeah, that's why she's spending it on school and not a new house. She's right? like, no, oh, that all burned down. That goes up in flames. Yeah, a piece of paper lasts forever. <laughs> It's the education, Alex. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Penny, be cuter. Make get me some. Uh, I already forgot. Fungibles. Fungibles. <laughs> she didn't even look over. No, she's very into whatever's outside. A bird, a mouse. Dude, better not be a mouse. A raccoon. Oh, a butterfly. Oh, it's a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Penny. Nothing. Nothing. Um, well, yes. Oh, no, wait. First, let's go in timeline order. Okay. The shrimp purse. Shrimp purse! <laughs> Made it onto the red carpet. You saw it on her Instagram because I posted it there. Yes. Can you believe it? Ah, it was a moment. <laughs> it was a moment to, for us to shine. I feel like we get credit for that. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking credit. Yeah, I think so. Uh, who was it? <laughs> I don't even remember. I think, coincidentally, I think it was a producer of the Borat movie, or like a writer. Oh, it makes sense. The Borat movie. My mom saw our, our Instagram post and she was like, "Well, it did match." It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yes, it did do exactly yes. and only that. Yes. <laughs> it did go with props address. for matching. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things would have matched. Uh, Although I am curious if she invested in a cocktail sauce strippers. Yeah. Well, I think we invented that, and we haven't made oh, it that's yet. that's true. So. Dang it. <laughs> Too late. So probably not yet. Next Oscars. Be on we the lookout for um, the chair. The chair. Or the airplane, maybe. Ooh, maybe mm. the airplane. The airplane Merce. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay, and then yesterday. Yesterday. <clears throat> I think it was. I have no concept of time. Me neither. You told me that maybe. Mate, yes. Maybe the sus, or no. The person who killed the girls in Delphi mm-hmm. might have got arrested. Yes. For, he got caught having a nine-year-old, I think, girl in his basement. Yeah. So I read a little bit of the story, um, and... I tried to get lots of deets today, but there just isn't that much because it's so new, but... Yeah, and apparently he had had a nine-year-old in his basement, which first off... Uh, <laughs> gross. And either she escaped or there was another nine-year-old. Something oh. happened where someone went to the cops and was like, or the little girl went to the cops and was oh. like, hey, I was in this dude's basement and it was not fun. Oh, maybe there was two and one escaped. And yeah, went, and that's what I'm thinking. Ugh. So Either way, it's super duper creepy. Yeah. So TBD. But, yeah, and did you, what did, what did you think? Did you think that he looked like the sketch? Well, in so if you're not familiar with the... T- <laughs> if you're not familiar with the delphi murders these girls were walking on a train track and Mm -hmm. this guy was being kind of creepy so they videoed him on snapchat yeah and so and then they ended up being found dead later and so they like have the guy a video of the guy and and he's talking yeah and recording of his voice and his like gait because he's walking um and so Basically, we know, but it's really far away, so you can't, like, and he's wearing a hat, kind of low, like, not a conductor's And a jacket, hat, like, but, up. Like, yeah, like, he's trying to be sneaky, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, anyway, so there is that video, and then they just, not too long ago, released another 
like an updated sketch mm. of him. And I did see that he like where they caught him was like 15 minutes away from Delphi. Delphi. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was in a different city, but I didn't know. Yeah. What did you think? Do you think it looked like him? I think it did, I but I don't know if I want it to look like yeah, him, but I'm making it. Yeah, that's what I was it. thinking, too. Um, Or if he actually does. I mean, okay. I was expecting him a to be old. Yeah, of course he's a creep. But I was I thought he was older in the, in the Delphi video. Well, he probably could have made himself look older. Yeah. He was wearing, <laughs> like, an old man hat. What are those called? A baseball hat? No, it's like um, a newsboy cap. Yes, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, like a newsboy hat and yeah, old man jacket maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll it's keep exciting go- though. That's a big one in the true crime community. Yeah, we will keep you a updated lot of on it. On what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. Nope, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> she just threw up. <laughs> but. Um, okay, well, anything else? No. Me either. Not a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. Not a thing. <laughs> should we jump in? I think we should. Okay. I'm really excited. Me too. And this one came off off the top of the dome. I know. I, it was a great idea. Good job to um, you. Thank you. So we were, we were chatting about what we wanted to do t- this week, and we ran through some ideas and uh, the, what we settled on was going through the FBI's most wanted list. Top 10, baby. Top 10 <laughs> most wanted criminals. Get them. Get them. Yes. So. So we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about them. All 10. All 10. Saddle up. Saddle up, baby. Uh, but first, before we start, I think I'll have you start with your people first, but I'll <laughs> you didn't finish your sentence? I didn't. No, I just... That happens when my brain just stops I'm mid-sentence. here for it, but I don't know what it was. And... So, I have kind of a little background on the list itself. Where yes. Where it came from, yes, yes. why okay. it is, what it is. Um, so, the FBI's most wanted list, uh-huh. um, it arose from a conversation back in 1949 okay. between J. Edgar Hoover, who oh. was the first director of the FBI, okay. and William Hutchinson, okay. who was International News Service Editor-in-Chief. Great. And they were discussing ways uh, to help promote capture of the FBI's toughest criminals. <gasps> so, originally it was first published as an article in 1950. Of like, here are the top 10 criminals. Biggest, biggest bad boys. Biggest bad boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was very well received by people who were reading it yes. and got very involved. I mean, I was very excited reading um, it now. <laughs> right? So they decided to keep going. Okay. So as of April 29th, so today. What? Yeah, as of today. What? There have been 524 fugitives listed. Okay. Ten of those have been women. Oh, okay. There's none now. There's none now. I didn't there's, notice there's, that. There have been ten women. Ten out of 500 and something? Yes. <laughs> ten. <laughs> oh, we're sneakier. Um, 490 of the 524 have been captured or located. Okay. And 162 of those have been due to public assistance. Oh, nice. 
Okay, so, so because they were on the list. How many had got? Oh wait, yeah. How many had gotten caught? So four hundred ninety had been captured or located. Four ninety, and how many total? Five something. Five twenty-four. Ninety-three percent. Ninety-three point five percent. That's so many. Yeah. So the list really cool. did help, but it gets it gets the word out there, and the a majority of them, you know, it looks like are because of public assessment. Yeah. Like, hey, I saw this guy. Um, so I was curious on how does someone get on the list yeah. and how does someone get taken off the list? If they don't get caught. If they don't, if they don't get caught right. or if they, um, let's say they get captured, but they're still on the list. Mm-hmm. So the criminal investigation, investigative division, mm-hmm. also known as the CID, calls upon all 56 FBI field offices to submit their candidates for the list. So they go, give us your bad guys. Give us your bad boys. <laughs> Line them up. Uh, the nominees are reviewed by special agents who forward the proposed candidates to the assistant director of the um, criminal investigation division. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to the FBI director for final approval. Okay. It will always remain at 10. Okay. So even if someone is captured... Um, killed or charges are dropped or they're deemed no longer a dangerous menace to society they will remain on the list until they can be replaced okay like right now for example there is someone who's been captured yes okay and also uh whitey bulger Uh and osama bin laden Uh both were on the list a year after they were actually captured and you know, some Bin Laden. Why don't they just put number 11 in that slot? So there's never really like a number 11. Um, sometimes there's a number 11. It's like a MySpace top eight situation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's only 10 and it just kind of sticks there until they can get someone to replace it that's approved by the director of the FBI. Um, sometimes they add an 11, um, but it's only if they're super, super extremely dangerous, uh, danger to like the country, like, we need to find this guy now. Yeah, like a terrorist situation. Sort of thing. Um, and what I found interesting was the list is not ranked. Okay, yeah. It's it's not a, yeah, it's not a, you know, one through ten sort of situation. Um, biggest so, bad to least biggest bad. Yeah, so no one is ever really, like, number one on the list. Oh, darn, that's too Or bad. the most wanted <laughs> by the FBI. Like, that's just not a thing. Okay. Ten most, so, though. That's ten most. pretty good. Yeah. So, do you <laughs> want to start with your yeah. first guy, and then we'll, we're just going to say guy, because they're all guys. They're all guys. They're all guys. Um, okay. Let's see. How did I do this? I think I'm going to say the name in a minute. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to tell it in story form. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like story a storyteller form. would. Okay. <clears throat> On November 29, 2004, armored car guard... Robert Palomares. Armored what now? Armored car guard. <laughs> the impressed. I, I thought you said armored car guard. <laughs> uh, it probably did. Okay. Car, car guard. guard. Armored car guard driver. <laughs> <laughs> Was carrying the weekend deposits outside the AMC movie theater in Phoenix. Um, and at 10 a.m., a hooded gunman ambushed and shot. Shoot, I should. I always should practice the names first. He shot. Uh, <laughs> no, what did I say the first time? You didn't say anything the first time. Yeah, you I just... said Robert Palom Palomares. 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 Okay. 
Um, at 10 a.m., a hooded gunman ambushed and shot Palomares with a 45 caliber Glock, um, and he was shot five times in the head. Ew. Although he was armed, you know, he's in an armored car, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't have enough time to react and defend himself. Um, and the gunman took a money bag <laughs> with $56,000 in cash, and he ran off to his nearby bicycle to make his get away, which is adorable. <laughs> that is adorable. Um, <laughs> was it with the big wheel in the front the tiny <laughs> in the back? <laughs> this is in 2004, so no. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean. It was. <laughs> um, okay, so police later found the bike, and they found fingerprints on it, and they matched those fingerprints to one of Jasic. Jasic. Jasic? <laughs> no, what? Of Jason Derek Brown. And an arrest warrant was, was issued. So uh, Jason Brown was born in L.A. in July 1969. Um, he basically like kicked it around Southern California until 2004, um, and he moved out to Salt Lake City. He opened two businesses there. Um, one was called Toys Unlimited, and mm-hmm. the other one was Doorstep Advertising. Those both could use some work. Yeah. <laughs> Name-wise, but um, he was also employed as a toy salesman and a golf equipment importer. That seems like two very different things. Yeah. Um, he liked to party and brag about his uh, fast cars and fancy boats. Um, he portrayed- in Utah? <laughs> so much water in Utah. I guess the salt, Great Salt Lake. Oh, yeah, that is in Utah. That's water. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry, Utah. Sorry. Uh, you're great. Um, he portrayed himself self as a wealthy man, despite the fact that in 2004 he had defaulted on several loans and racked up tens of thousands of dollars in debt. He's also believed to have operated check and bank fraud scams for years so he could keep up appearances and purchases. Um, and he purchased cards using, you know, cars using false social security numbers and addresses. In November two, 2004, he purchased a 45 caliber Glock pistol. Remember, that's what the guy got shot with. <laughs> um, he purchased it legally. He submitted a background check, and he provided fingerprints. Ooh. Remember how they caught him with... I mean, they knew it was him because of his fingerprints. Yeah, as you do when you <clears throat> buy a firearm. Yeah. Uh, he also took a firearms instruction course at Totally Awesome Guns no. <laughs> in Salt Lake City. Was it named by a valley girl? <laughs> totally Awesome Guns. <laughs> Where the instructor called him and obnoxious student <laughs> okay i looked at his picture he does look like an obnoxious student. he looks like a really obnoxious like he, student. when i think of obnoxious student that is the picture yeah. i see in my head um okay hold on to that thought so soon after being identified he um brown he fled from arizona or he fled to arizona and then to henderson nevada and then he went to las vegas where he swapped out cars for one that he had in storage and then he drove to orange county where he stayed with some relatives until police got wind that he was there. And so he, like, booked it out the back door, basically. Uh, and they, like, just barely missed him, like, less mm-hmm. than an hour. <clears throat> um, he used his credit cards in southern Orange County. Uh, he was apparently on his way to San Diego, and they were like, oh, he's probably going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went to Portland. <laughs> Plot twist. Um, plot twist. He's in Portland. So after, 
After... He rode his bicycle. There. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, he'll fit right in. Yeah, he's on his bicycle with a big wheel and a small wheel in the back. Yeah, that's how you'll catch him. <laughs> um, but after he, uh, they found out he was in Portland, he became a ghost and he went completely off the grid. By 2005, the FBI had received over 200 leads in the case, um, and he has a striking resemblance to Sean Penn. (laughs) And one of Sean Penn's body doubles was arrested because they thought it was brown. (laughs) (laughs) He does look like Spicoli. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think that at first, but then once... Once I read that, I was like, oh, he well, just... Also, once I said obnoxious student, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Spicoli! Um, he also, he has a master's degree in international business, and he's fluent in French. Oui. He's a part of the LDS, and he did his um, uh, mission? two years. Yeah, thank you, mission in France. So he's fluent in French, and he's uh, smart. He's <laughs> smart. International business, yeah. So um, he's a sneaky, smarty pants. Um and he could like he could go to Canada. They speak French there. Oui. He go. <laughs> he get bonjour. He could go to France in international business. He could start. He could start a toy store in Canada. Yeah, in Quebec. Um, <clears throat> he was placed on the FBI's most wanted list in December 2007 and should be considered armed and extremely dangerous. Extremely. He was the 489th fugitive to be placed on the 10 most wanted list and he the reward uh for information leading to his capture is two hundred thousand dollars which i have a comment on have you ever heard of anyone getting rich off of a reward no i feel like they're not real i as well um right like because that's not just the top 10 there's Rewards all the time. Yeah. And people get caught and nobody's like, ooh. Rewards. <laughs> driving, <a, laughs> yeah, driving a really nice car now. Huh. Anyways. That's all. Okay. He disappeared. Boof. <laughs> so I'm actually skipping the first okay. guy because I want to do him last. Okay. Because I heard, I heard about him before. Yeah, I know you did. So. And now I'm going on to someone who has a very long name. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, I apologize to our fans. You don't have in... to apologize to him. He's a monster. Well, he probably no, killed somebody. No, I'm apologizing to our fans in India. Oh. We do have fans <laughs> in India. We have fans in India. <laughs> oh, no. And I sincerely apologize for butchering Spell this name. Spell it to us phonetically. I'm going to call him Patel. Good. That's, yeah. Um, so he is wanted for the 2015 murder of his wife, Uh-oh. Pelek Patel, at a Dunkin' Donuts in Hanover, Maryland. A Dunkin' Donuts? How dare you? Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, he was added to the list on April 18th, 2017. Okay. So Patel and his wife were originally from India, and they had moved to the U.S. to visit relatives in the United States. In the United States. I don't know why I put that twice. They're in the U.S. <laughs> got it. Um, some, I think they were on a visitor's visa, but somehow they mm. ended up getting a job at the Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, so they worked at the Dunkin'. Yeah, they worked at the Dunkin'. Okay. Because okay. um, it was owned by a relative that they were staying at. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, on <laughs> April 12th, 2015, they were working the night shift together, mm-hmm. and they were closing up. Romantic. Security cameras show both of them walking into the back room behind some racks of what I'm assuming are donuts. Donuts. Yum. And only Patel Uh-oh. emerged. Dude, there's security cameras. No 
He turned off an oven, locked oh, up, safety and first. Left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, locked okay. up, left. Uh, the next morning, no one had come to open the store, and there was a line of angry people in <laughs> Maryland <laughs> needing their donuts. <laughs> they were concerned. Yeah, I got to. So called the police, and the police um, came in and uh, found Palak beaten to death and stabbed multiple times with a large knife, and she was only 21 oh, when this happened. Funny. So it was assumed, based on Palak's last phone call, that her and her husband were arguing over um, Palak wanting to return to India and Patel wanting to remain in the United States. Mm. Um, and the last phone call that Palak made was to her family, and she was expressing her desire to return to India. Okay. You can um, both do those two things. Right. You can do them separately. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be together. Um, so it is believed that he left the store on foot, grabbed some personal belongings from where he stayed. He was staying, mm. got a cab to a hotel near Newark. Okay. And they actually have him on surveillance camera checking into the hotel and paying with cash. Okay, yeah. Um, the next day, April 13th, mm-hmm. he checked out of the hotel and was last seen around 10 a.m. at Newark Penn Station. And then, poof. Is that a train station? Yes. Okay. And then, no idea where he went from there. They're saying he could still be in the United States. Mm-hmm. He could have gone back to India. He could be in Canada. They're not sure where he is. Huh. Um, and his bounty on his head is $100,000. Nice. So we're up to, what, $300,000? Yes. 300000 $300,000. we are going to be rich, baby. Woo-hoo. Okay. My next one gives me great joy. Great joy. Oh, this is, I'm so excited <laughs> for this one. Great joy. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Uh... <clears throat> Should we I, pause for a laugh after you say the name, just so that you know <laughs> our listeners can gather their can composure? Pew, pew, pew. pew 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 finger guns. Okay, Irina de Jesus. No, that's not, not that. it. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? I don't know her. Irina de Jesus, a five-year-old girl, disappeared on July 29th, the year 2000. Um, she was playing outside with her sister and her. M- their mom left for just a few minutes to go inside the house, and when she came back out, Irina was gone. Witnesses say that they saw her walking with a Hispanic man. Five days later, the body of Irina was found in an empty apartment building close to the an area close to the area where she went missing. Found with her body was a bloodied T-shirt, um, for like an adult, not her bloody T-shirt. Um, <laughs> One resident of the building recognized it as a shirt that he had lent to a homeless man named Carlos, who he had let stay and work in the building. Um, he was an itinerant homeless man. Mm. Um, so he was like basically wandering uh-huh. a homeless man. Um, so like nobody knew him and they couldn't find him after. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alexis Flores. <laughs> Friends probably called him Alex. Uh, was or dare a, I say, A-Flow? A-Flow. A-Flow was arrested for shoplifting in Arizona in 2002. Two years later, the police came to his door in a response to a noise complaint, um, and he gave the police fraudulent identi- identity documents. 
um, <clears throat> because Alexis was an illegal immigrant. He was arrested, incarcerated for 60 days, and deported to Honduras in 2005. Get back to Honduras. Go to Honduras. Stay there. Um, before they deported him, though, they did collect a DNA sample. That's, that's in 2002. In 2007, mm. Alexis's DNA was finally matched to the DNA of Carlos <gasps> in Philadelphia. Alexis is and Carlos. And it was concluded that they were one and the same. Um, Your name um, is not Carlos. <laughs> you sneaky. <laughs> oh, you lie about everything weird. Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> doesn't seem like you. You're a liar? You, <laughs> he was added to the FBI's most wanted list in June 2007, and he's considered armed and extremely dangerous. He was the... 487th fugitive placed on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. And that's what we call an oopsie poopsie. Shouldn't have deported you <laughs> because now we can't find you. <laughs> now we've lost you. Yeah. Now we can't find you. Turns out you murdered a girl. Dang it. Nuts. Oh, and his reward is $100,000. Nice. So we're up to four. We're up to four. Ooh, we we're rich. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Robert William Fisher. Okay. He is wanted for the 2001 murder of his wife and two children in Scottsdale, Arizona. Boo! And he was added to the list June 29th, 2002. Okay. So Robert was born in Brooklyn and raised in Arizona. And his parents got divorced when he was 15. And this had long-lasting effects on him. Yeah, it's too bad. But you went on to kill people after your parents I mean, got divorced, right? Duh. Yeah. It's like a rite of passage for children. <laughs> That's just what you do. Pay. That's just what you do. I'm <laughs> okay. um, just kidding. I've never killed anyone. Um, <laughs> Thank you for specifying. She's in my house. Help me. <laughs> I'm very afraid. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Penny's missing her head. <laughs> would never. Oh, you would kill me before Penny. <laughs> Okay, go. True. <laughs> uh, so he enlisted in the Navy with hopes of becoming a Navy SEAL. Oh, nice. Yeah, not ARF ARF. No, I'm, I'm familiar with him. Um, he was not successful. I mean, I've heard it's hard. It's very hard. And I have um, been... So where they do... I think I've talked about this. Where they do their basic training mm-hmm. is on Coronado. So basic. And I visit there quite often yeah um and it's really funny because the best thing to do is on wednesday morning Mm -hmm. you go to anywhere on coronado like even the starbucks you sit outside and you can watch these big guys walking in the most excruciating pain Oh no (laughs) you've ever seen oh they have a big test on tuesday well because they failed out of Buzz the night before. So they are like, just can't, can barely move down the street. And they're still drunk from the night before. Yeah. So, Uh, it's fun. My swimming teacher was a Navy SEAL. Oh. I'm a very good swimmer. You're a very good swimmer. Mm -hmm. Look at you. Go on. Um, So after he wasn't successful in being a SEAL, uh, he worked as a respiratory therapist. Okay. A firefighter. Okay. And this one got me. Uh-oh. A surgical catheter technician. Oh, he got peed on so much. All the pee. <laughs> oh, good. 
So he married um, Mary Cooper in 1987, and it was not all roses and uniforms. Sorry about it, Mary. Yeah, no, not good. Uh, It turned out he was a control freak and very cruel. What? I know. A criminal's a control freak? Right. Um, And here are just a few things that he he, he did. Yep. Um, He turned a hose. Yes. Bad (laughs) man, Penny. Yes. In the middle of recording. Um, (laughs) He turned a hose on Mary for speaking out of turn. Well, they do that in the seals, though. Or no, wait, that's the Coast Guard I'm thinking of. That is what they do in the seals, though. Uh, They do it in the Ashton Kutcher movie, too. What's that called? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I don't remember the name of the movie, though. I will, uh, mm, his name's Fish. Doesn't matter. Go yeah. on. This guy's last guy. This guy's last name is Fisher. <gasps> Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. We found him. <laughs> He's hiding in plain sight. <laughs> so uh, he was embarrassed that his son didn't like to hunt or fish because <laughs> okay. Robert was an avid hunter or fisher. Yeah. And Fisher, and then he tried to teach his son and daughter to swim. By literally throwing them off a boat. Yeah. Oh, a boat. Good. A boat. Not in just the, into the not pool. Not just into the pool. <laughs> into the straight up into ocean. The straight up water. <laughs> Good. Good. Probably Did it work? a lake. <laughs> Did it work? I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. April 9th, 2001. Neighbors reported a loud argument between the couple, which was nothing new, so nobody really was like, Great. they're like, oh, look, they're fighting again. Again. Uh, again with the fishers. Please turn up the TV. <laughs> Um, I can't hear Lester. Um, <laughs> and Lester Holt was not the host of Nightly News. Anyway, at 10.43 p.m. So they could have been watching 13 daylight. minutes later, Robert is shown on a security camera withdrawing $280 and done. driving his wife's Toyota RAV4. Alone by himself? By himself. And that was the last time he's been seen. Ever. Ever. At 8.42 a.m. the following morning, okay. the house exploded. What? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That was fun. <laughs> I just jumped out of my comfy shorts. <laughs> yeah. What? The house exploded. Whoa. Uh, inside, they found Mary, who was 38, who had been shot in the back of the head. Oh. And their kids, Brittany, no. who was 12, and Bobby, who was 10, uh, who had their throats slashed oh, from ear to ear. Gross. What a gross person. Investigators determined that the house's gas line was pulled, okay. which accumulated in the house, yep. and ignited an intentionally lit candle. <sighs> so what they think happened, Robert killed them. Yeah. Um... Killed his wife because she was threatening divorce. Mm-hmm. And then killed his children because he didn't want his children to go not through a divorce mom. or not have a mom. Um, and pulled, pulled the gas line in the evidence. house. So the house filled up with gas and then intentionally left a candle lit Ooh, so that sneaky, gross he guy. could get away and the house would Blow. boom. I actually saw in the news today... Uh, someone was trying to cover up their murder so they lit the house on fire and ended up killing two more people <laughs> with the fire. <laughs> oh, whoops. Um, so, yeah. There's been thousands of tips and almost catches. Because um, he just looks like a normal dude. Mm. Um, but they've all been determined 
uh, inconclusive. And they don't know if he's still alive or if he committed suicide. Okay. And because of the like the small amount of money he did pull out of the bank. And he is an avid uh, outdoorsman, so he knows how to survive outdoors. He really looks like everyone. Yeah, he looks like everyone. Yeah. Um, so, Every yeah. Every white guy. The, the bounty for him is $100,000. Yikes. Yikes. These are bad guys. Bad guys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? FBI most wanted list. Nailed it. Thank you. See? Telling you. Woo! Woo! <laughs> okay, is it my turn? Yep. Are we going? Yep. All right, next one. We got. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, here we go. Jose Rodolfo Villarreal Hernandez. <laughs> I feel like I. Could say that better. Whatever. Jose. Jose. Jose was born in Mexico in 1978, and basically the Wikipedia article went yada, yada, yada. He became the leader of the Beltran uh, Leva cartel. Ooh, cartel. Cartel, baby. Cartel, baby. They were responsible, this cartel, um, for transportation and wholesaling of cocaine, heroin, marijuana. The Costco of the drug cartel. The Costco. (laughs) Get it in bulk. Um, it controlled numerous drug trafficking corridors and engaged in human human smuggling, money laundering, extortion, kidnapping, murder, and gun running. Usually, when you're in the cartel, you kind of do a mix of everything. It's you like know, a, you're well rounded. It's like a potpourri. <laughs> potpourri. It's um, <laughs> of illegal activities. It's a uh, um, what's it called when you're like? Oh, yeah, it's a temp. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Uh, anyways, they were one of Mexico's most powerful drug cartels, um, which they had effectively infiltrated the ranks of various Mexican government agencies mm-hmm. and also Mexico's Interpol. Ooh. Um, so, super bad guys. He's one of the leaders. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. So, his father was murdered by the Gulf Cartel. Ooh. And Jose blamed specifically Juan Jesus Guerrero Chapa. Personally, for his for his father's death, um, so Jose hired a crew to assassinate Juan on the evening of May twenty second, two thousand and thirteen. No, May twenty second. No, that was right, two thousand thirteen. <laughs> I forgot how to read dates. Two hitmen worked uh, who worked for Jose, only known as Clorox and Captain. No, oh, oh. <laughs> um, they tracked Juan. Uh, and his wife, who they Juan was actually now a mm, informant. Oh, in the United States, so he so okay. they were letting him live there. Yeah, even though he wasn't a U.S. citizen. Anyway, so they tracked him to I think Texas, maybe, <clears throat> um, and his wife, and they found his vehicle, and they were driving to the town square. <laughs> Wasn't that precious? Oh, um, they drove up uh, the. Uh, Clorox and Captain drove up behind them, <laughs> and either Clorox or Captain, whoever was the passenger, um, which I mean, the captain's got to be the driver. The captain's right? got to be okay, the driver. Okay, so Clorox, I mean. Clorox gets out and walks um, to the driver's side of Juan's car and shoots him twice, once in the side and once yeah. in the back. Ooh. Ouch. Owie. Um, and then there's Clorox, the shooter. He returns to the car, um, 
One was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Oof. His wife, however, escaped unharmed. Oh, good. So at least, was, was, at least there's that. I mean, silver lining. Silver lining. Um, Jose and the two assassins remain at large. Um, one sister took revenge by having one of his relatives, one of Jose's relatives beheaded. Oh, and know. she sent him a video of the severed head. Oh. So maybe Juan's not a great guy either. Ooh, it's a tough one. Cartels. They're just full of nice people. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. stand-up citizens. <laughs> so in October 2020, Ooh. not too long ago, Jose was added to the FBI's uh, most wanted list. He's considered armed and extremely dangerous. Mm. He's 524. To be placed on the list. Ooh. Was he the last? What what, what numbers did we do? Yeah, 524. 524. He's, he's the most the, recent. He's the newest. He's the newest guy. All right. What you got? All right. I have Alejandro Rosales Castillo. Ooh. Ooh. Alejandro. He is wanted for the 2016 murder of... Oh, no. <laughs> She so, has it. She has it. So wide, it's painful. It's painful. It hurts me. Um, she. I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna call I her know. by her American name, Sandy. <laughs> okay. Um, because I do not want to butcher her name. Uh, and out of respect for the deceased. Um, so Sandy Lee. Uh, he was added to the list on October 24th, 2017. Okay. So Alejandro was born in Arizona and raised in North Carolina. He worked at this place called Shomar's Restaurant in Charlotte. No idea what food they serve. Shomar's. No idea. It kind of strikes me as like a Applebee's shenanigans. Yes, that's exactly sort of what thing. I was thinking. Like a TGI Friday. Yes. 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 But I'm, yes. it's probably like upscale or something. Um, in Charlotte, where he worked with Sandy. Okay. So him and Sandy dated for a bit. They broke up, as they do. Um, Got to sometimes. And Sandy had lent, lent him some money, and he never paid her back. Uh, rude. Low life. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, how you know it's not an upscale restaurant. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so on August 9th, 2016, Alejandro texted Sandy saying he would repay her the money. That he owes her, and she was like, okay, fine, cool. Um, I'll meet up with you, whatever. They met at a quick trip in Charlotte, where Alejandro and his new girlfriend, who he also worked with, named Amina Face... (laughs) Nailed it. Feister. (laughs) Okay. Um, We're waiting in her red Dodge Caliber. Oh, Okay. Uh, don't know what kind of car that is. No, it's a Dodge. No, it's red. Um, (laughs) That's about all I know. Uh, This was the last place Sandy was seen alive, Mm. was at the quick trip. Her bank statements showed that she withdrew $1,000 from from the ATM, essentially draining her account. And uh, Sandy was was then taken out to a wooded area in North Carolina and shot in the back of the head and left in a Mm. a ravine. Well, it seems like there's got to be cameras at that ATM. Yeah, no, no. Didn't say. Go ahead. Um, Alejandro and Amina fled the scene in Sandy's black Toyota Corolla, flying under the radar. Mm, yeah, that's the most know, common car of all kind. Yeah, because a red Dodge Caliber. I don't know what a Caliber is, but 
any Splashy. red car is yeah. like, look at me. Yeah. I'm a red car. <laughs> but hides bloodstains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I apologize for that. Um, and drove to Arizona. Ugh, they, everything's in Arizona. Arizona sucks so Arizona, bad. Arizona, get it together. <laughs> You're Don't the apologize. Florida of the West Coast. <laughs> You're worse. Um, <laughs> and they abandoned Don't it. Don't even a- have water. <laughs> <laughs> You're completely landlocked. What's wrong with you? You're terrible. You're in terrible. Okay, go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, and they abandoned it at a bus station. Uh, they made their way across the border on foot to Mexico and disappeared. Mm. And uh, Alejandro was actually seen on camera crossing the border into Mexico. Okay. So they know he went to Mexico. Okay. Um, a few months later, Amina turned herself in um, to the authorities. Twist. And was extradited to the U.S. and charged with accessory after the fact and larceny for stealing the car. Huh. Uh, she was released she after a few months in jail. Oh, that's why. Um <laughs> And she says once that they once they got to Mexico, they were staying with relatives of Alejandro. But about two months after they were there, Alejandro disappeared again, and he has never been seen oh, since. Do you think she actually doesn't know? I think she actually doesn't know. Sneaky, sneaky. Did they know before? Oh, I'm asking questions. Yeah. So he's still out there again. Hundred thousand dollars bounty on his head. Oh yeah, I forgot to say. Uh, Jose, he's a million. Mill? We're rich now. A million, a million, a million, a million, Can't believe I didn't. Um, I wonder if her turning herself in made them know for sure it was him, or if uh, they knew it was him already. And they were. I think they him. knew it was him already. Probably because they did. Yeah. But probably also that confirmed. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway. Okay. All right. Um, on the morning of September 24th, 2012, Tammy Palmer walked her two children to a bus stop on, um, the, you know, close to her house. On her way, I don't know, I just <laughs> read it wrong, so I tried to make it better. Okay, on her way back um, into her home, her father-in-law, he had been laying in wait in the Ooh. neighboring property, and he, um, he soon began shooting her with a shotgun. Wait, her father-in-law? Father-in-law. Ooh. Um, he shot her three times, um, and the third, he was at really close range, and he shot her in the chest, and that killed Tammy. Okay. His name was Eugene Palmer. Eugene? Eugene. He fled the scene in his pickup truck. The truck was later found abandoned in a nearby state park, um, where it seemed like Eugene had fled on foot after that. Um, search dogs follows, followed his scent for a while, but then lost him. Um, Eugene had a heart condition and diabetes, both of which depend on medication. So some family members were like, well, he wouldn't have made it far. He had to have died in that forest. Mm -hmm. It's like that national forest, but no body has ever been found. Mm. And if you're running and you just drop dead, you're going to be on a trail. Like people are going to find you. Well, and I never understand how dogs can lose the scent. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, that's just a general question, like. I don't. I don't understand. Maybe he like crossed a river or something. I feel like could water kind of water could do like it. A, a flowing water in a national forest. There's probably a river. Or climbed into or a something. tree and then jumped to another branch. <laughs> yes. Also, he's a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I don't know either. So, um, anyways, he had lived next door to his son 
and Tammy, his wife, and his two grandchildren um, in Stony Point, New York. But Mm. the relationship between the son and the daughter-in-law began to sour. um, And Tammy filed for a restraining order against John, who's the son. Mm -hmm. um, And that enraged Eugene. Uh Uh-oh. And Tammy also apparently threatened to sue for the land. Oh. Which belonged to Eugene, because they were neighbors, right? So I think that he owned both of them. He lived on one, or maybe it was one property and half Mm -hmm. and half or something. Um, And so this caused a heated feud, and Eugene decided to take matters into his own uh, weird deformed hands, because that's what they kept saying, is he has a deformed thumb. So watch out for that. Um, (laughs) Watch out for the weird deformed hand. (laughs) Yeah. Um, a federal warrant was issued for Palmer on June 10th, 2013. He was added to the FBI's uh, most wanted list on in May 2019 at 80 years old. Ooh, and he should be considered old. armed and dangerous. No extremely there. Probably because he's old. Yeah. He was the he was number 523. Ooh. And he was also on March 15th, 2021, he was featured on the first revival episode of America's Most Wanted. Oh, hey. Fun fact. Fun um, fact. And he is at 100,000. 100,000. 100,000. That's nothing compared to Jose, baby. No, yeah. Jose Up is crime. Jose <laughs> is the winner so far. <laughs> um so I have Arnaldo Jimenez. Ooh. Wanted for the 2012 murder of his wife, Estrella Carrera, added to the list on May 8th, 2019. Ooh. So I couldn't find anything really about Arnaldo's, what do you call him, Arnie? Arnie. About Arnie's early life. Okay. Um, But what I did find out is that him and Estrella were married on May 11th, 2012 at City Hall in Chicago. Mazel. And they had a two-year-old son together. Oh. And Estrella had a nine-year-old daughter from a previous relationship. Okay. So, it is believed that on their way back from their wedding, mm-hmm. they got into a heated argument in uh, Arnie's uh, black Maserati. Ooh. Um, and he stabbed her multiple times. On his wedding night? In the car, yes. On the way back from the oh, wedding. Ay, ay, ay. He then dragged her body into their apartment and dumped her into the bathtub. Wearing the same silver dress she wore to her oh. wedding earlier that day. Yeah, and that's sad. That's really sad. Uh, the next day, her family had reported her missing because she didn't come pick up her kids from the relatives. Because, oh, thank God her kids weren't there. Um, you know, they got married and, you know, they were yeah. going to have the wedding night together. Wedding so, night, yeah. Get out of here, kids. <laughs> um, by this time, Arnaldo had disappeared. Huh. No sightings? Just no sightings. Just poof. Wow. But in 2012, <gasps> mm-hmm. they arrested Arnaldo's cousin, Umberto, on an unrelated drug charge. And during the search of Umberto's property, they found Arnie's black Maserati <gasps> in Umberto's garage. Umberto. And they found blood in the Maserati. Uh, Police believe Umberto drove Arnie to Mexico and left him there while stashing (laughs) the car. car. (laughs) And phone records had last picked up Arnaldo's phone in Hidalgo, Mexico. Okay. Um, Hidalgo. $100,000 for... Hildy. I mean, no, that's the city. (laughs) (laughs) For 
Arnie. For Hilda. For Arnie. Okay, this is my last one. <laughs> and then we got my last one. Okay, saddle up. This one sucks. Okay. Um, Yasser Abdel Said. Mm. Uh, Yasser uh, was born in Egypt in 1957. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sorry. <laughs> he came to the United States in 1983. He met and married Patricia Owens in February 1987 when he was 30 and she was 15. What? Love story. Ugh. Um, they immediately pumped out three kids. A boy, boom, boom, boom. Islam, in 88. A daughter, uh, Amina, in 89. And another girl, Sarah, in 1990. Boom, boom, boom. boom, boom, boom. Um, so, he's on the list. We can assume he's a big piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it Pile was... Of <laughs> is confirmed by his two daughters when they told um, their friends and a couple family members that their father both... Um, physically and sexually abused them. And on several occasions, Amina appeared at school with bruises. Um, and she told people that her father had done it, but her mother wouldn't let her seek medical attention. Oh, poor baby. Baby. Um, so, not only was he super abusive, but he was also incredibly controlling. Shocker. Mm, I'm shocked. <clears throat> His plan was to basically not let them, like, date or have boyfriends until he could bring them back to Egypt and force them into arranged marriages. Mm. So uh, he would often spy on his daughters by video or audio taping them um, without their knowledge, obviously. Um, so Sarah, the younger one, she got an after-school job working at a convenience store. Mm-hmm. And Yasser followed her to work and was videotaping her um, and punished her because he said she was smiling too much at the customers. Oh, jeez. Um, there was this like really heartbreaking article that I read. Um, it was written by the boyfriend of Amina. Um, have I said that different every time? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Good. No, I think you said it the same. The same um, where he said that they like she was she like set up a secret code because she knew this was going to happen. Where if she texted the number seven, to not under any circumstances answer back any of her texts after that. Mm-hmm. So one day this happened. She texted seven. And then not long after that, the text came, like a text came in and said, hey, what's up? And then after that was like, hey, can you call me? But he didn't because he knew this code, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, he, once she finally saw him again at school or something, um, she told him that her dad had taken her phone and he was a cab driver. So he had spent the evening driving around his cab just texting um, her contacts at random, mm. trying to prove that she was deceiving him somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so right after Christmas Day 2007, the mother, Patricia, and the two girls ran away to Tulsa, mm. Oklahoma. Um, and they were just, they were staying with, I think, her, I think um, Amina's boyfriend's family. Okay. Um, and they, uh, yay, they did it. They made it. But eventually Yasser was able to, like, he kept calling and calling, having other people call. Um, and he convinced Patricia, the mom, to come home Ugh. with the girls. No, so, Patricia, no. No, so close. So on January 1st, 2008, Yasser took his two daughters into his taxi. Um, he kissed them and told them he was taking them out to eat. And Patricia, the mom, and Patricia, the mom wanted to come and he was like, no, it's just a special thing for me and my girls. 
Um, and so he drove out of town and he shot them both in his cab. Amina died instantly, but Sarah, um, she called 911, but died shortly after. Um, uh, uh, basically it was, uh, he called it an honor killing. Oh boy. Which is a whole. That's a whole other topic. A whole thing. One day when we get really good at this, we'll have to dive into that because it's, (laughs) that's a whole thing. But, um. On December 4th, 2014, Yasser Saeed was added to the FBI's most wanted list and should be considered armed and dangerous. Uh, and then I have, he was the, didn't write down what number he was. <laughs> meant <Unknowns>. to. <laughs> I meant to. Uh, he was the 524th. No, I can't remember how many there are. Okay, 424th. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, Yasser evaded capture for 12 years, six of which he was on the most wanted list. But in August 2017, a maintenance worker at an an apartment complex owned by Islam, Yasser's son, said he had seen a man matching Yasser's description inside the apartment. Um, They got a search warrant and they went to the apartment. Um... And basically, they opened back door and saw that, like, the bushes were smushed and, like, footprints running away. But um, they collected, like, the toothbrush and stuff and Mm -hmm. matched it. Well, they matched the girls and said it was his biological, or their biological dad. Mm -hmm. Had to be. So they knew it was him. Mm -hmm. So close. Yes, so close. They, like, (laughs) like, bobbled him out. Um, So three years later, in August 2020... Here, during the pandemic. In a pandemic? In a pandemic. They found Yasser. They, like, staked out his brother's niece's house. Mm -hmm. And they found him and arrested him. And they also arrested his son because, obviously, he had been... um, Aiding and abetting. Aiding and abetting. And his brother, whose... The niece was the daughter of the... Okay, yeah. Follow. Right. So they didn't... Arrest the niece, they had or arrested the niece's dad. Um, so Yasser was indicted. <laughs> Is that how you say that? It spelled really weird. Yeah, indicted. It looks like indicted. Indicted. Indicted on capital murder charges, making him eligible for the death penalty. Ooh. Hot, no, I mean, nothing has happened yet, mm-hmm. but they had him. Islam, the son, he pled guilty and he was sentenced to 10 years. Um, Yaisen, Yasser and Yaisen. Yaisen, ooh. Yaisen, the brother, he pled not guilty. He said he didn't know and he mm. wouldn't have did it if he, if he had known Where that. Where do he, you think your two nieces went? Yeah, well. Yasin. Yasin, yeah. Asin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he is set to be charged in June, so we don't know yet. Oh, TBD. TBD, but uh, caught him, so that's great. Yay! But got him. Uh, very sad. Yes. Oh, and his is a hundred thousand. What well, was? But who knows? Who yeah. has that money now? Who gets the money? Nobody does. Yeah. I think it's a trick. It probably is. Okay, tell me. All right. So this was the one that I was really yes, excited, yes, yes, excited yes, to yes, do. Yes, yes. This is Rafael Caro Quintero, also known as Rafa. 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 So. He is wanted for his involvement in the 1985 murder of DEA. Uh oh. 
DEA agent Enrique <gasps> Kiki Kiki Camarena. Oh, I love that name. He was added to the list April 12th, 2018. Our boy Rafa has the highest bounty mm, 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 at $20 million. $20 million? $20 million. Man, oh man, he's like pew way up there. Pew. Shush kebabs. Wow. Okay. All right. Twenty so million. Our boy Rafa, actually not our boy, but you know this dude, Rafa, <laughs> was born in Sinaloa, Mexico. This is the oldest of twelve kids. He is known as one of the preeminent drug traffickers of his generation. Good. A pioneer of the drug trade and was part of the formation of the Guadalajara cartel with Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo. Mm. And uh, Miguel Angel mm-hmm. is known as El Padrino, or the Godfather. Because uh-huh. his cartel basically was over, owned, he owned all of Mexico. His cartel, the Guadalajara cartel. cartel. <gasps> oh, I forgot to say my cartel guy was El Gato. El Gato. <laughs> 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 No, I can't believe I forgot. But it's not nearly as good as the Godfather. Oh, oh the kitty cat. The kitty <laughs> um, And he was also known as the Narco of Narcos. And was perhaps the TV show called the Narcos made after? Well, you know, there is, if you watch Narcos, which is a fantastic show. <laughs> which is show, the Narcos of Narcos of Narcos TV shows. it is all in Spanish. So if you do not know, speak Spanish, why, read, don't I... read subtitles. Um, struggles with that. But as Narcos Mexico, the very first season is about uh, the murder of Kiki Camarena. Oh, okay, got it. Which has Rafa in it. Yeah, So because he did it. <laughs> yeah. So Kiki Camarena, oh, I just love saying his name. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, was a DEA agent who was transferred to Mexico from California to advance his career because the Guadalajara office was seeing a surge in work. Shocking. Uh-oh. Drug trade was getting pretty big really? in the 80s. People love drugs. So Kiki moved his wife and three sons from their home in California to Mexico in 1980. Nice. So in, ni- nice. <laughs> in 1984, the Mexican authorities raided a 2,500-acre ranch owned by Rafa. A big boy. And burned... 10,000 tons of marijuana, which <gasps> equals to $160 million. And it got the whole town super high. <laughs> Everyone had so many snacks that day. There were so many snacks. <laughs> Everyone knows were flying off the shelves. Everyone took a siesta. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Um, Kiki was allegedly the one who led the authorities to the ranch. This got back to Rafa, who had a bit of a temper. Oh, you don't say. Um, and he was not pleased. Mm, he wasn't happy about Was not that? happy about this. Okay. So Kiki was kidnapped on February 7th, 1985. Okay. And taken to a residence owned by Rafa and was tortured for about 30 <gasps> hours total. Oh, God. Before eventually being murdered. Ay, ay, what a uh, way to go. He was found almost a month later in a rural area wrapped in plastic with broken ribs, multiple signs of torture, and a sharp injury uh, to his skull. Ouchie. Yeah. Rafa and his girlfriend uh-huh. fled the country via private jet to Costa Rica. Now... 
Super How inconspicuous. Did you get to Costa Rica via private jet on the airplane? You ask. No security. He, no, he bribed the police chief. Oh yeah. With good, 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 good. Three hundred thousand dollar bribe. I'd probably take it. To you <laughs> turn a blind eye. To keep I'm sorry. To- who? <laughs> who? Rafa? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Um, Rafiki? No, that's the monkey and lion king that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Not for twenty more years. Um, so on April 4th, Rafa was arrested while he was sleeping at his Costa Rica mansion. Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Let me put on pants. And extradited to Mexico. He was tried and sentenced to 40 years for the murder of Kiki and other crimes. And the U.S. hoped to also try him for Kiki Camarena's murder. And so what happened while he was in prison mm-hmm. was the Guadalajara cartel fell apart. Oh, they fell apart. It fell apart. I thought they were going to break him out. No, fell apart. Okay, whoops. Um, they needed him. And it led to the formation of three rival cartels. Mm, is the, one of them mine? I don't know. The Tijuana cartel. No. The Juarez cartel. No. And the Sinaloa cartel. So, <laughs> the reason I bring those up is because they're like the three biggins. Big boys now. In Mexico. Okay. And the Sinaloa cartel is run by none other than Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. El Chapo. Heard of him. El Chapo. Sponsor us. <laughs> Just kidding. Please. Sponsor please don't kill us. So, you think, you know, Rafa's in prison. Yeah. Life is great. Done and dusted. Done and done. <laughs> nope. 2013. A tribunal ordered the immediate release of Rafa after what? serving 28 years in prison. Oh, he's in there for a minute then. The court ruled that Rafa was improperly tried in federal court for a state crime. Do you know what that means? Cartel's got them in a, their pocket. 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 And he had served time for the crimes that were committed as per the state regulations and was released. He's not. He has not been seen in public since. So the U.S. still wants him. U.S. still wants him. Got it. Uh, so a few days later, uh, the, well, the U.S. was pissed that they let him go. Yeah, I, like, I would imagine. This is when Obama was president, and he <sighs> was pissed um, because the plan was is that once Rafa was right. released, he'd come here. They would immediately file charges and then immediately extradite him to the U.S. When to, they still knew where he was. Yeah. Now they don't know where he is. Good. So a few days later, after Rafa was released. A federal court granted an arrest warrant against Rafa after the U.S. In- issued a petition. Mm-hmm. Um, so once, it basically saying once Rafa is captured, if he's captured, um, they have 60 days to extradite him. Okay. And um, the Mexican attorney general advised that even if he's arrested, Rafa cannot be tried for the murder of Kiki Camarena because the law prohibits trial for the same crime in another country. Mm, double jeopardy, but extreme. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, but the U.S. is arguing that since the trial was deemed illegitimate, Ooh, the double nice. jeopardy doesn't stand. Um, and That makes sense. Actually, last month, um, the Mexican courts dismissed the... Uh, the law basically and so said they're saying, we, they're will saying him? we will we will extradite him to the u.s based on the 1985 murder charges oh. of uh 
Kiki Camarena. So, <gasps> wow. He is still out there. He's like a 60 year old man. Like, he's done interviews with the newspaper, with like magazines, and he goes, Yeah, the, you know, leaders of the Sinaloa cartel and the Juarez cartel have been in contact with me and wanting me to get back in the game. He goes, But I'm an old man. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out of the biz. Can you retire from the cartel? Apparently. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. he's okay. out there. He's on the most wanted list for Turns murder out. of Kiki and, you know, being a drug trafficker. Yeah. So we should we should do an episode on um, not drug traffickers, but like the, cartel. the cartels. I did read a book on it once. I'll have to give you uh, the name of it. can't remember yeah. it now. No, I love it. That's uh, interesting. So yeah, if you want to learn about the cartels, watch Narcos. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. Narcos, which is the first two seasons, which talk about um the uh cali cartel mm-hmm. in colombia mm-hmm. and then the next two narcos mexico talk about the guadalajara cartel with uh, miguel angel felix Gallardo. interesting Ooh. okay so if you want to make big bucks uh capture a cartel find rafael or my cartel Carl guy too. or your cartel guy he's a millie he's a millie um or have your dad create a meme of you Yes. When you're six. <laughs> With your house on fire behind you. Yeah. You could probably make an excellent meme out of you. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> but there's some good ones. I'm like straight up having a picnic in front of a burning house. <laughs> Don't mind me and my sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Don't go after any of those um, low life child, I mean, uh, yeah, child murderers, family yeah. annihilators, etc. Anyone with the last name. Yeah. Just watch out. <laughs> watch your back. Watch your back. And your front and your side and your other side. All around. 360, baby. 360, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back next week. Yes, promise. We um, don't have to get that shot again. Sure hope. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. We've been shot. We've been shot. So we'll be back. No, we haven't been shot. We've <laughs> gotten shots. We've had shots. Get your vaccine if yes, that is something do. you want to do. No, either way, do it. Um, <laughs> can help us end this yeah. thing quick. Yep. Or ish. Quicker. I don't, I don't also, if you're vaccinated, come be on the show. Yeah. Come say hey. Because we vaccinated, baby. Hang we out with the vaccinated together. people. Um, It'll be great. And you know, like us. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Give us uh, some stars. Give us some stars. Only give us a review. Reviews. Only good ones. We're fragile. We're fragile. And we do love you and we mean it. And we mean it. it. And goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>